the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. I guess I'm your closer today. Hey, everyone. Happy Sunday. I'm Liz Collin, in for Brad Carlson on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's great to be back here on The Patriot on another hot, hot one. It's been a hot summer, hasn't it? But we have a very fitting 4th of July segment for you coming up here in this uh, half hour of the show as we head into the holiday week. Securing the Blessings of Liberty in 21st Century America. That was the topic high school girls had the chance to speak about at the state capitol recently for the annual Speaking Proudly event. It's an oratory competition that happens every couple of years. The winner this year... A ninth-grade student at Chesterton Academy in St. Paul, Francesca Chaztek, with How to Escape the Prison You Built. We're going to take a listen here to just part of her speech. In concluding that same declaration, our founding fathers pledged their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor. But what are those blessings, in defense of which our founding fathers were willing to sacrifice everything? What do those blessings look like, and how do we preserve them? I am pleased to welcome both Francesca and event organizer Sherry Wallace to the show. First of all, Francesca, thank you so much for being here, and congratulations. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And Sherry, thank you for for joining us as well on this Sunday. Yes, it's a great uh, program to talk about. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, and it really is uh, hard to believe that Francesca is just just a ninth grader. Francesca, we're going to get to to your story here in just a bit, but to provide some background, I thought we could perhaps start with Sherry here. It's just a wonderful event that you guys are are putting together every couple of years, bringing uh, the, these gals uh, together in Minnesota. But tell us tell us that uh, how you guys got started with this idea, who's behind it, and who is eligible to to compete, if you will, at the Capitol. Well, this started about. Uh, uh, six years ago, when a group of us, some Metro Republican women, decided, well, how can we reward young girls, high school girls, for speaking up for America, since there are so many influences of speaking negatively about America? And we came up with this competition. Uh, one of the six of us was a high school speech competition planner um, for much of her career. She was an English teacher, a speech coach. And uh, what came up was, let's have uh, a speaking contest 
we finally centered on the state capitol as a perfect place to give this speaking contest and then just started inviting girls, putting together the organization. We had to raise money because we thought, well, let's give them a prize of some sort. And um, so we ended up with over the year. Now we have uh, this year we've raised uh, $23,000 for this competition and 6,000 of it went directly to the girls. Um, No, these aren't scholarships. It's directly to the girls um, for the top three winners. Uh, it Every year, uh, every two years, we think of the very perfect topic for this, the frame of mind of what's going on right now. And so that's how we came up with, for this competition, securing the blessings of liberty in 21st century America. And you mentioned you've been at it um, for a few few different events have been, been held at this time, but I imagine each and every right. year it must be pretty inspiring to hear these young women speak and must give you hope for the future. It, it does. And the judges are uh, just amazed at the quality of the speaking, the, the uh, topics and how they take the topic and really uh, hone in on some things that they're concerned about, the research that they do. But that's exactly what we wanted to have happen. A lot of research and careful planning and just some good rhetoric and a persuasive speech and can they deliver this and convince people of what they're talking about so that we have um, we had three excellent candidates to speak in the rotunda at the end of the day and Francesca came out as number one and talk a bit more about that Sherry and then we'll go to Francesca but um, the, the judging that is involved. I mean, these girls kind of have to have uh, nerves of steel uh, to take part in this uh, competition. They um, really have to focus. They have to apply and give us a one-page outline, uh, and that happened April 1st uh, when we then decided, have they put in enough uh, focus and energy? Are they serious about this topic? And then uh, the next stage was, just saying you are chosen, and uh, this year we had uh, 18 people finally in the competition. We had room for 24 in just how we use the capital, and we we just really found that it was uh, an excellent contest. We have 20 judges this year and 40 volunteers to help uh, shift the girls around to different uh, rooms in the capital. Um, so the girls were giving their speech three times in three different rooms. So the challenge as a speaker, you have mm. to speak loudly enough for that room, whatever is going on, or appropriately enough for your audience. And then the final tallies were made. So by the end of the day, we had three speakers, the three top scoring speakers in the rotunda where we invited the public to uh, listen to these excellent speeches. And uh, I also wanted to point out that you really know nothing about these girls. You, The judges don't know the schools. Um, they, they don't know anything exactly. about them. This is a blind competition because we wanted to have the judges have nothing personal about this, uh, that com- competition. You are just listening to the speech and the words and the um, manner in which she is persuading you through her actions and through her her, her vocabulary and her, and her presenting style, um, but that we are they were only known by a four digit number uh, that we pulled out of the blue and 
um, no one knew till the very end when they picked up the programs the names of the girls. And finally, we had a very short video clips, each girl introducing themselves, giving their name, their school, and the town they're, they're in. That's great to hear about all that goes into this. And, and back to that hope for the future. Again, congratulations to you, Francesca, on the win. Uh, I also, Thank you. I also wanted to encourage people to see Francesca's full speech because it's eight minutes in length. Uh, that's what the, the competition needs to be, but that's on the Alpha News YouTube channel posted there for people to see. But explain for those listening uh, the message you were trying to convey that day uh, with your speech, as I said, entitled, How to Escape the Prison You Built. Um, so effectively, my argument was that uh, as, as I was thinking about how do we actually secure the blessings of liberty, I kept thinking of systems that I wanted to be changed or that I thought were problematic but I kept coming up to the realization that you can change as many systems as you want, but unless people actually want to take advantage of liberty, it won't matter. And so my solution was that our environments need to be more beautiful so that people are actually motivated to take advantage of what our founding fathers thought was an inherent right. Um, And so that was my uh, thesis argument that, beauty is going to inform the imagination of Americans so that they're actually capable of taking advantage of liberty. And I think you made so many great points uh, talking about these limitations we almost set for ourselves, uh, in a way, yeah. Francesca, and looking downward yeah. again and again. Um, do you see that, you know, um, especially among uh, people your age with cell phones, social media, you know, kind of this narcissism that's been created I- in a way, but when you're kind of encouraging people to look up and you know, see the world around you for, for what it could be. Certainly. I, I went to a public school through sixth grade, and I remember coming out of it and thinking, everybody's so much happier outside. What's the difference? And that was part of the inspiration for um, writing my speech. I, I do have to know just um, what went in uh, to practicing for that. I, I'm like, wait a minute, Sherry, they don't have teleprompters? How does how does this work? I said uh, our president could learn a thing or two f- from you, to be quite honest, Francesca. <laughs> it it was a ton of work, It was, but it was entirely worth it. But it yeah, a week before, I was still not entirely memorized, and so I just was saying it over and over and over again for a week straight. And I was, even the night before, was not entirely confident, but it turned out really well. Yeah, it certainly did. I'm going to have you guys uh, hang on here. We're going to talk a little bit more about the prizes. What are you going to do with that money, Francesca? That's going to be the question I have to have to ask you. <laughs> not, not even a scholarship. You have a, a shopping spree ahead of you for sure. But uh, we'll be right back here um, as we continue our conversation um, about kind of a, a bright future ahead, uh, no doubt, for this uh, ninth grader here in the, in the Twin Cities. We'll be right back. Welcome back on this Sunday. I'm Liz Collin in for Brad Carlson here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back to my conversation, um, which I think is is a fascinating one with a, a ninth grade winner this year of a, a great competition that I think many of us perhaps haven't haven't heard about. But a uh, student at Chesterton Academy in St. Paul, Francesca Chastik, uh, recently receiving first place with her speech, How to Escape the Prison You Built, that uh, she was able to 
recite at the state capitol recently for the annual Speaking Proudly event. I'm also joined um, by Sherry Wallace, who is the organizer of the event. We know a lot of organizing goes into making something like this possible. But we before we went to break, Francesca, we were talking about the, the prizes a bit. I just want to make sure I get this right, Sherry. We have first place with $2,500, second place $2,000, and third place $1,500 for these girls. That's correct. Yeah, that's amazing. And and cash prizes, as you said, um, not not a scholarship. So I guess we do have to know, Francesca, what are the what are the plans for the money at this point? Um, I have a friend who lives in France, and I'm going to go visit her next summer. Well, hey, there you go. That's uh, that's a, a good use of the funds, uh, no doubt. I do want to ask too, after such a you know brilliant delivery, public office, perhaps you know in, in your future. <laughs> I'm sure this is a question you you get a lot. <laughs> I, it has been one I get a lot. Um, I'm not sure as of yet. I think I would actually prefer to be a teacher and to like to teach people how to think, uh, because I think it's one of the most valuable things that I've gotten. Hmm. So, well, gosh, good good answer again and again. And, and Sherry, I wanted to go to go back to you. Maybe if you could just um, talk about uh, you know what was running through your mind as you were able to hear Francesca uh, speak. I know that these uh, girls, as you said, del- deliver this uh, speech several times. Um, that that day, but she must have been a standout from the beginning. Well, um, that uh, a, a different set of judges heard her throughout the day, okay. and that is for all the girls. And then the final set of judges are brand new to them. Six individuals are sitting there in the rotunda, and uh, they. It was just very clear that she was a standout uh, compared to the other two who were the top, the three of them were the top vote-getters uh, throughout the day. But it just um, makes us realize the, the importance of how young um, uh, high school girls can speak up for themselves and really do the research and, and give us great hope for um, the, the minds of tomorrow that will... Um, um, be going off to college or continuing high school with uh, with Francesca, but it's it's just very exciting. Yeah, with um, Francesca, that... she has to like learn how to drive yet, and <laughs> I, I keep trying to remember. Uh, just uh, only as a ninth grader, you would never know it from watching that video of her for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. A lot Part of, of the money points. goes in driver's ed. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah, we gotta right. we gotta get get behind the wheel uh, first. And and Sherry, I'm curious too. Um, this does obviously take take some prep on the the part not only of of what you guys are doing as organizers, bringing everyone together, but but for these girls as well. If people are interested and want more information, um, you know, talk about where they they can go to to find to find that out. Uh, yes, yeah, speakingproudly.org is uh, our website, and it has current information. Uh, As we develop plans, and we're already starting with an evaluation of what went well, what we want to improve for the next competition, which is in 2025, that we are going to be um, having develop a new prompt speech title or, or speech theme uh, and then also reaching out. How can we reach out even more, uh, um, more strongly, or more uh, to um, high school age girls? Uh, we had um, eight 
coming from homeschoolers, six coming from uh, public schools, and four from private schools. And uh, with this competition, uh, and it just is reaching out to the girls and, and especially their parents, because we feel very strongly it's the parents that are part of this push of taking a challenge. It's a huge challenge. Speaking for eight minutes in a in a well researched, well um, uh, thought through uh, presentation, uh, and we we just reach. Sometimes we reach speech teachers who can see this is a terrific challenge, and sometimes we don't reach those speech teachers. But uh, that is is um, a very challenging part of this competition. We get uh, we deal with forty volunteers who who believe in what we're doing and all the come. We have uh, over a hundred people made contributions, non tax deductible, but contributions just because they believe in what we're doing. And I know you and had so a you had a girl year. even travel as far away from my hometown of Worthington to be a part of the speech, <laughs> and that and that's something too you want to encourage. This is a statewide competition. Yes. It is statewide, and uh, this year um, uh, a strong number came from the metro area, but we definitely want uh, to reach out and have Republican women's groups in throughout the state uh, also reaching out for us, um, talking to their local speech teacher, talking to um, families locally of, would, would your daughter be interested in this? Do they like studying the Constitution. Do they like just even giving talks in front of strangers? And that is, uh, it's a real unique uh, uh, student that would be willing to take on this challenge. Um, But it just, we we feel and the judges feel, the judges are mainly the ones that have come back every time. And in fact, they want to judge more um, students but we uh, just are amazed for each competition that we do. It's been from the start, and this is a third one. And Francesca, talk a little bit more about just overall the experience. What was it like for you, and especially to be at the, the Capitol? I know um, some state legislators were there as well, um, but just, just to be a part in, you know, uh, of this in this historic uh, building and, and setting. It, it was so much fun. I remember um, before the final round, I said to somebody sitting next to me that I didn't even care if I made it to the final round because I'd had so much fun that day. Because um, it's it's just really fun to walk through the Capitol with a bunch of really smart, really um, well-spoken girls. And uh, even, like, the criticisms that we got from the judges were super – we didn't get them until afterwards, but it was super helpful to read through that and realize what I needed to work on more. Um, but, yeah, it was a super fun day. And you must uh, make some connections with uh, some of these girls with similar interests and, and such yeah. as well, um, also stepping up. And, and, and I'm, I'm curious, too, Do you um, would you consider yourself an outgoing person? Are you? Sure, sure. Oh, okay, because I, I was wondering, um, you know, especially I think this day and age, it is hard to kind of be the one to, to speak out, and I'm just curious um, if that's something you do do at school and, and home and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely at school, we practice a lot of public speaking, uh, which is super helpful in preparing for for speaking proudly. Uh, but yeah, I do think so, actually. Okay, good. Good to know, because I was like, it's uh, it'd be a shame 
if if you weren't uh, speaking out and speaking proudly at, at every turn, because I think a lot of us want to listen to you. So <laughs> I look forward to your podcast coming soon that I've just now started for you, Francesca. <laughs> Uh, like I, like as I said, a, a bright bright future ahead. But Sherry Wallace and uh, Francesca Chastek, thank you so much for for being on with me today. And again, uh, a big congrats to you, Francesca. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you both have a a happy Fourth of July. And again, thank you so much for being here. We'll be right back. Liz Collin in for Brad Carlson on this Sunday. Kids ought to stay kids as long as they can. Turn off the screen, go climb a tree, get dirt on their hands. Winter getting colder, summer. Hey everyone! Happy Sunday! I'm Liz Collin in for Brad Carlson here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. As we kind of come to a close here on a Sunday, but we're going to go out with a bang before we do, guys, for this uh, next couple couple segments. Um, I have a a very kind Alpha News colleague willing to take on a few of these stories with me. So uh, she's going to join me here in a bit. But just some background. We're going to look back on another banner week of just plain bizarro world. I think we can call it that uh, over at Alpha News. Uh, the crazy kicked off with the nudity-filled Pride Parade. Uh, that was last weekend and and ended with the Sparkle Creed. That's really what this thing is called. Um, it's a thing recited at an Edina Lutheran church. If you have yet to hear it, let's go ahead and take a listen. Let us confess our faith today in the words of the Sparkle Creed. I believe in the non-binary God, whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads, and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. I believe in the church of everyday saints as numerous, creative, and resilient as patches on the eighth quilt, whose feet are grounded in mud and whose eyes gaze at the stars in wonder. I believe in the calling to each of us that love is love is love. So, beloved, let us love. I believe, glorious God, help my unbelief. Amen. Alrighty then. Uh, this, <laughs> this again is a real thing. I have to laugh or I'd just be crying constantly. But my colleague uh, Haley Phelan had the privilege of tackling this story for us over at Alpha News. Haley, welcome so much to the program. Thank you for being on. Thanks for having me, Liz. Let's start with the... Where and and when this whole thing happened, I think you've probably had to listen to this more than anyone else. You might know the Sparkle Creed by heart at this point. Is is that correct, Haley? I can almost say it with them. I, I hesitate to say that out loud, but yeah, just, I can almost recite it too. Yeah, j- just don't. But yeah, give us, give us some background for, for the folks who are uh, catching up on this story. Yeah, absolutely. So this was at a church in Edina, um, and I believe that this took place at their most recent Sunday service or... Uh, maybe it was two weeks ago, um, and I did a little research into where the Sparkle Creed came from, and um, I think that's almost as good as the Creed itself. Uh, another minister with a 
church in Louisville said that she was using uh, voice texting on her phone, and she said Apostles' Creed, and her phone translated it to Sparkle Creed, and so thus it was born. Wow, scary. That That's what our cell phones are, are doing. Yes. So just from what we know about this, somebody just put this online, and it's sort of taken off as far as people are, you know, can't even believe this actually really happened. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seems like. Somebody just posted, a, she called it a draft even, this uh, this pastor. Um, she said, you know, posted on Facebook a couple of years ago and said, here's a draft of the Sparkle Creed. And uh, it just it just kind of kind of caught on. And it's uh, I think it's at multiple churches. It's not just this one in Edina. Well, good, good to know that this is uh, is spreading, that more people are reciting such things. Uh, what I thought was great about your story, too, Haley, you dug into more background on this Edina Community Lutheran Church and and found um, some some interesting things, I would say. But uh, one one of them being the fact that this, this church is connected to the Freedom Fund. Yeah, they are. They call it a, them a mission partner, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, um, which I thought I thought was interesting, considering kind of the controversy that that surrounds that group when it comes to bailing um, people out of jail who have you know reportedly gone on to commit more or worse crimes after being bailed out. Yet they call it a mission partner. And then um, also the church's website, you point out that says its integration of social justice issues uh, goes back as far as the 1980s when it led classes on protesting. And then in 1992, the church held a seminar on anti-racist children's literature, and they seem to be big uh, Black Lives Matters supporters, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's really interesting. It, it kind of goes to show that nothing is new, if if that makes sense. You know, this is not this has been, according to the church's own website, been going on for the last you know 40 years. And I'm I'm hearing from a, a couple sources um, in, involved with the. Edina Police Department that they've actually requested now um, some officers to be at the church because they're receiving so much backlash now that this uh, Sparkle Creed has gone viral. But even when you search for it, it you know, it, this isn't going to surprise you, Haley, conversations we seem to have every day at Alpha News. But nobody's covering this uh, on the mainstream media side. Uh, when they do, I guarantee it will be the fact that the church has received threats from these crazy right-wing lunatics. I'm guessing that's going to be the, the headline if we do see it in the news at all. Probably. That's what seems to happen whenever light shines on some of these crazy situations. They then try to try to deflect that blame onto somebody else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, switching gears, um, you know, the, the Sparkle Creed is, is tough to, to really, um, it kind of sets the bar high. But uh, we, we really did, as I said, have a, a banner week in Minnesota. There's also this story um, from last week, Explore Minnesota, a taxpayer-funded organization uh, meant to boost tourism in the state. Also facing some criticism online for, I think we can call it an explicit video, right? We have um, some things in the shot, I guess we can talk about. But it uh, they use taxpayer dollars to produce and promote Pride Weekend in, in Minnesota. And that video, I think, uh, was quite shocking for, for many people. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people who were upset about this, that taxpayer money is funding something, a worldview that people really, they don't agree with. And they're they're posing some some questions to the state as to why this is something that they're using tax dollars uh, to produce. Yeah, it's a topless woman dancing in in the video. And I think this was posted on, um, from from what we can tell, the Instagram uh, page for Explore Minnesota. Is that right? Yep, it was posted on their on their Instagram as a reel. Um, and interestingly enough, it was about, you know, 50-50 
know people who were like, yay, and other people who were like, what is this? So I thought that was fascinating that it wasn't all just people uh, in support of it. There's obviously some dissent about whether or not this is something that they want the state um, producing and spending tax dollars on, and then concerns about whether children are viewing this um, as there's you know a topless dancer in it and um, apparently a drag queen who has previously starred in pornography. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sort of like, do, do these people who put this stuff together even do Google, Google searches on, on some of these people who are involved? It's, it's very strange, and I just don't understand the outright nudity that they, they go ahead and blast out there. Um, you know, f- f- obviously f- this can have an audience of, of children, but um, the, the article points to, you know, Explore Minnesota having an annual uh, budget of $18 million dollars, uh, plus millions more in one-time funding, according to their own press releases. And the state agency previously spent uh, $11,700 uh, to pay wonderful wives, it's an LGBT social media influencers, to attend the Pride Festival and promote Minnesota LGBT community. And they shared in their budget review that this type of content helps potential travelers discover themselves in Minnesota and feel welcome. Yeah, I find it interesting that the state is catering to that small percentage of people. You know, the surveys have shown that it isn't a huge number of people, right, who are in that identity group, yet that's what they're spending tax dollars. That's who they're advertising to. So I find that I find that interesting. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, Haley. It's sort of like, do they take in, into account the people who don't feel welcome uh, by seeing images right. like this in, in their home state, right? That's something to consider, I would think, uh, as well, from a marketing perspective. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, uh, one more. I, I think we can't help ourselves. Uh, this is also one of those that I'm like, this actually really, really happened. I seem to seem to have that feeling uh, again and again. But the DFL passing out free coloring books promoting the transgender movement at the Wadena County Fair of all places over the weekend. Something we got some some tips about, and I think the the pictures kind of speak for themselves in the article, but. This uh, led parents to accuse the party of using these sneaky tactics to target kids and advance an agenda. But th- this is quite crazy, isn't it? They actually went up to kids and just handed them these these coloring books. Yeah, and it's really interesting, even just like the historical um, twisting of facts that suggests, you know, the coloring pages suggest that Joan of Arc was transgender. I don't understand where that would have come from. And it just, it feels, it feels really out there, really a strange thing to promote, especially at, at a county fair. Yeah, so there's this picture of Joan of Arc um, being a man, and then we also have a, a mermaid talking about, you know, you can choose what you want to do with your body. It belongs to you. But this was passed to, like, a two-year-old, from what I understand from the story. Um, and then there's a, a girl that talks about she doesn't care, she doesn't have a partner since she's sexual and aromantic. Uh, she'd rather have cake. I'm like, I don't even really understand completely what's going on. But from what I understand, we reached out to the DFL and they said this wasn't sanctioned by them, but this was a volunteer um, at their booth. Um, The Todd Wadena County DFL said, but they sort of understood why parents would would be alarmed by this. Yeah, it's really interesting, and and it's it's strange to me how these coloring pages and other other things similar to it they're they're targeting these small children who have no awareness whatsoever right. of you know sexual preference or having a partner. It's just it's such a strange thing to promote to children. And uh, Sheila Qualls is the one who wrote the story, but she writes that local DFLers said they were blindsided by the coloring book. 
One DFL member who asked to remain anonymous said the book is inappropriate. I'm glad they admit that for children and that it had been removed from the booth uh, when she went to obtain a copy and fair officials uh, had the book removed from what we understand. But State Representative uh, Mike Weiner from Long Prairie said that local residents view the transgender movement as a metro problem. Uh, he, he said, and hey, now it's right here. If the DFL doesn't come out and condemn this, um, that lets everyone around here know that that's what your party is um, identifying identifying with. And it d- doesn't sound so much that we got an all-out uh, condemnation from the DFL party. They just kind of simply dismissed it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it should be too hard to condemn something like that, right. but... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, everything seems to be uh, difficult uh, these days, that's for sure. Do you have a little bit more time um, to talk about a couple other stories coming up in the next uh, segment? Haley, can you hang on? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll be back with uh, my colleague over at Alpha News, Haley Phelan, in just a couple of minutes. My Maria, don't you know I've come along long? Welcome back on this Sunday. I'm Liz Collin in for Brad Carlson on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's been fun to be with you for the last couple hours here on the radio once again. And my colleague Haley Phelan is kind enough to spend some time, um, I guess, scratching her head alongside with me as we do every day over in the Alpha News uh, newsroom. But but Haley, thank you again for, for being on with me today. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's great to head scratch together. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like a support group we have for each other. Um, Honestly, over at Alpha, <laughs> uh, another one of my uncensored and unafraid colleagues that I that I'm proud to work with uh, each and every day. But I, I do have to ask. Um, this is a headline for a recent story you wrote: Man twerks nearly naked in front of children at Twin Cities Pride Parade. I'm just wondering, you know, ever in your um, life if you imagine that you'd be writing a headline such such as that Haley no and I feel like it's interesting we we think that this happens other places right you know we've heard crazy stories out of Seattle and New York and but it happened here (laughs) you know it's it's uh I find myself astonished every day I should I shouldn't be anymore but I am and talk a little bit more about that story. I know it uh, it, it happened last week. Uh, you know, it amazes me, too. If you watch the, the local news, they're never going to talk about, you know, the images that are captured in a, a story like yours. But but what the, the Pride Parade really brought um, to, to Minneapolis uh, this year? Yeah, absolutely. It, it just it it astounds me just the number of crazy things that happen and that people just look the other way. We're in any other situation. If you saw a man in his underwear in front of children, he would be arrested, you know, for public indecency. But because it's part of the Pride Parade, it's okay. Yeah. Um, There was a topless person dancing to music. Again, there's children present for this parade. Somebody decided to take off their shirt and you can see everything. A a female. We'll go ahead and and say that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) um, Right. So we have a topless female. You have talk about um, if you can the North Star Kennel Club. Um, this is quite troubling, in my opinion, as well. 
Yeah, um, I believe that they were one of the first groups to kind of start off the parade, and it was a bunch of guys um, with the North Star Kennel Club uh, wearing dog masks, collars, harnesses, and other BDSM gear, again, with children present. Why is this something that we expose our children to? Why are we opening up the door for these types of conversations and this type of content? You know, to some small children, and some of them looked like, you know, they were young, like toddlers. And Rebecca Brannon uh, captured a lot of this video, uh, put it out on Twitter, and she's kind enough to, to let us use uh, her content uh, over at Alpha News because she she's is fearless. But she captured a lot of the, the kids' faces uh, as some of these groups are watching by, walking by. And I would say that you can easily read, read their faces thinking that they are absolutely shocked by some of what they're seeing. Yeah, shocked and confused, I would say, right. you know, just like they're, it's not, it's not like they're at a parade with, you know, Mickey Mouse, and, and they're excited and having, it's, it's like they don't, it seems like it, by their faces, they're a little bit confused. Yeah, I, you you have to imagine that a lot of these kids don't even know how to formulate the, the questions at the ages that they're they're seeing this. Uh, Children's Minnesota played a prominent role as, as well, kind of advertising trans surgery from from what I saw uh, from from their um, d- display. But they participated in the parade as well. Yeah, I believe uh, Dr. Gepford, who is the head of their gender unit at Children's Minnesota, was actually the parade's uh, grand marshal this year. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really, really interesting to be, you know, marketing, marketing almost right in that regard where she's leading the parade, um, again, with children present. And you, you know, speaking to that marketing, uh, point Haley, uh, target is behind this, the federal reserve bank of Minneapolis. You did a good job of, of pointing out that the companies that, that sponsor, uh, this. Yeah, it's really interesting to see people and companies like that involved a federal reserve bank was really funny. I, I just chuckled like it, they just, they it was almost looked awkward, you know, how they right. were marching and, and they kind of just paused and you could see them kind of like looking at each other. It just, it, it seemed a little out of place to me, but uh, you know, I guess, I guess all is, uh, all is game in this, in this world. Yeah. And you have uh, BLM protesters out in full force. Uh, you have F, cops from what i understand some of their shirts and other anti-police uh, rhetoric but this is all you know cheered on and the, and the media also helps to cheer it on by not calling it out for what it is um they're, they're not only calling it out they they just hide it from the public yeah instead of talking about what actually happened you know it's a it's a brief headline pride parade and if you didn't know much more about it than that it would seem rather innocuous i think right um but it takes a little digging to to figure out what's actually going on. Yeah, again, not what the public is is being told, but but what they're not. Um, before before I let you go, because uh, I like to put you on the spot, as as you know, but t- tell us a little bit about about your background and you know why you wanted to be a part of the the Alpha News team. It takes a special person, Haley, as as we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I. I wasn't planning on going into journalism. It just kind of happened. Um, I've worked previously with a couple of organizations, um, uh, Students for Life. I was a student spokesperson, and then I started really getting into reporting um, with the College Fix um, and then worked uh, with the Minnesota Sun, and now I ended up here. And I just, I'm here because I think that this is important. This is a job that needs to be done. Um, people understand what's going on, and there's, there's just there's so much importance to telling the truth and it's frustrating over and over again to see 
um, mainstream media just overlook these stories that are important, that people should know about, especially people with children, people who are running businesses, living and working in Minnesota. It's important that we know what's actually going on. And so that's kind of my heart behind why, why I do what I do, because I think that not everybody has time to do the research. And so that's why that's what we do, right? We do the research so people don't have to, and then we can tell them, hey, this is what's going on. Um, and I think there's never been a time like now for doing that type of work. It's just, it's so important. That, that's a great, great answer. And I know we both kind of come at this. You're a new mom. Uh, I've been, I've, I'm a veteran mom, you know, now I'm 10, <laughs> ten, ten years in. Uh, but, but, you know, we've talked about that before, just doing this for our kids too. And yeah. um, all of us over at Alpha uh, ha- have children and we want this world to, to look better uh, for the next generation. But how can that happen if we're not even told the truth about what, what's, you know, happening day in, day out in our, in the communities where we live? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's, there's not a a better reason to do that except for our, you know, except for our children to leave them something better than, than what we had, you know, and just like trying to leave them a better, a better world (laughs) than, than the world that we have. Well, no, we we appreciate your work so much, and uh, I know you've been targeted, you know, just a, just a bit. We always expect backlash um, at at Alpha News, and you know, if you're not canceled as far as uh, being an employee of of Alpha News, then you're not doing your job as far as, far as exactly. <laughs> it's it's not a bad thing, but but tell people uh, how they can follow your work, Haley. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they can find me on Twitter. Uh, I have a Twitter account. I'm pretty sure it's just my name, Haley Feeland. Um, and then you can also uh, find my uh, my byline on Alpha News. And uh, feel free to email me if you have a story that you think needs to be told um, to my email, Haley at alphanews.org. Well, we appreciate your time so much. And before I let you go, if I can give uh, one more plug for your family, because it, I didn't know it was possible to have such a talented family like, like you do have. Um, but but your husband is uh, the videographer. Uh, we give him the chief videographer position. I mean, whatever title he wants uh, for our new movie coming this fall, the fall of Minneapolis. And he was just incredible to work with and um, so talented. And uh, uh, you're a lucky lady on on many fronts. And it was just so fun to work with uh, work with Josh. I think we're all excited about what's to come. Yes, he's pretty great. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun time this fall. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Haley, for all your great work over at Alpha News. And uh, yeah, we hope people will stay in touch with you on Twitter and, and, and follow your work. You're, you're doing great things. And, you know, I'm the oldest employee at Alpha News. It's nice to, you know, be around the, the young uh, people, people like you, Haley. So thank you. For, thank <laughs> you for all you do. <laughs> yep. And happy fourth. We'll talk to you soon. You too. Again, that was Haley Phelan, my colleague over at Alpha News. I hope you will follow her work. She's a, a wonderful person and uh, doing great things as we work to get the the truth out each and every day. As we come to a close here, I thought we'd talk a bit about where I'll be coming up with some book signings. Um, I do keep that all on thelieexposed.com. As our truth tour continues a bit, we're in uh, Clear Lake on uh, July 23rd, back at the Palmer House. Uh, We were there a few months back, but this is going to be fun. It's going to be in the summertime, um, so that's going to be great. People can ride their motorcycles or whatever, however else they get there around around the summer. Last time they were driving snowmobiles, so this is this is going to be much better. But that's at the Palmer House from noon to three in Clear Lake on July 23rd. Love the owners of that place. It's a it's a great place to support. Um, They believe in supporting uh, law enforcement and our our veterans and just just wonderful people. Also, the very next day, July 24th. 
We will be in Mora, Minnesota at Freddy's Restaurant. That'll be from 6.30 to 8.30 at these things. We have books on, on hand to buy, but also we give a bit of a presentation um, about the book and things that have happened since and take questions. Everybody seems to have a, a story about how this event um, from May 25th of 2020 affected them. Um, and just uh, where where do we go from here as we try to figure this thing out? Then we'll be in Spring Lake Park, Minnesota on August 1st. Uh, that's at the Sunset Grill from 6 to 8 on August 1st. August 16th, we'll be close to the Metro, West St. Paul at Jameson's Irish Bar. Some great owners there. Uh, so again, that's August 16th from 6 to 9. And then, hey, we head west October 14th to Spicer, Minnesota at the Little Crow Golf Resort. That is at 5 o'clock in Spicer. The presentation is set for six o'clock. So that's what's on the docket coming up as far as the book is concerned. And then we'll be in full-on movie mode. Uh, Again, we're going to have that out in October. That'll be for free. We think it'll just be a link that you can simply watch it that way. We might do some things at at theaters uh, across the state. If we're not canceled, we'll see. Um, But but we're keeping this uh, thing on on the tracks as we, um, you know, push forward with with the truth. So thank you again for your support on all of that. And a reminder to sign up for our free Alpha News newsletter. That's just at alphanews.org. You go ahead and a pop-up will will pop up. Put in your email address. Everything is free. And uh, we'll send you our top stories every day at alphanews.org. It's also where you can subscribe to the Liz Collin Reports podcast. That's every week where we have different newsmakers that the mainstream media all too often ignores, uh, bringing some some people from across the country uh, on that that podcast. But we do try to focus on people making news in, in Minnesota, meaningful Minnesota conversations. That's what we shoot for on the Liz Collin Reports podcast. That's going to do it for our time today here on AM 1280, The Patriot. It's been fun. I've learned a lot again my, my second time. I'm a grizzled veteran at this point. I do want to thank Spencer, who is a saint, for putting up with my crap. Spencer, thank you very much. He's, good, he's a good guy. He's a man of few words. He'll talk to me once we get off the air. But Brad, Brad Carlson, I believe he's going to be back next week, not to worry, on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Have a very happy and a safe 4th of July, everyone. Thanks again. Every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey beer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.